Hello and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast, all about inside number nine. Oh, that surprised me. I thought you were going to say Sabrina. <laughs> oh, it's Halloween, isn't it? Yeah. All about Sabrina. The chilling adventures of. Oh, not the original. Not the teenage. Oh, I, I like the chilling adventures, but it's, mm. it's not a patch on it's the magical. original. It's not a patch on the original series. It has no, no Salem or proper yeah, Salem, the, the cat. But we're not here to talk about that, really. We're oh, here okay. to talk only about EastEnders. Oh, I, keep forgetting. I keep forgetting about that. So we are talking about episodes from the 29th of October to the 2nd of November. Although it all takes place on one night. Mm. My name's Alex, by the way. <laughs> yes, and I'm Ben. And we host this every week for your <laughs> we pleasure and entertainment. Now, we haven't had a week like this on EastEnders since Christmas a few years ago when Christmas Day lasted about five weeks. <laughs> it lasted up until New Year's Eve and then suddenly all of a sudden they jumped <laughs> four to seven days. Yeah. When um, Stacey had her episode on top of the roof of the Vic. Oh, okay. And who died? No one died. Abby Branning died. No, that wasn't the same time. Yes, but uh, that's what you were heading no, towards, it wasn't. wasn't it? Yes, I was, it was talking about how she was on top of the Vic roof and it was yeah, Christmas Day for like Max four weeks. And Max joined her and then Branning's and all that. Mm. Stacey nearly jumped off, didn't she? With a baby in her hands. Actually, this wasn't that Christmas. That was the Christmas before. I know, I said just now a few oh. years ago. Oh, so I'm keep sorry. up. I'm sorry. I'm just... Everything happens on the Queen Vic roof. <laughs> It's like every Halloween, everything happens at the Queen Vic. Normally, but not, not so not much this, this year. Tracy no. was running the bar by herself. She was, quite aptly, probably, as well. Mm. So, we are going to start with, I mean, this week is an issue for me, but we're going to start somewhere. So, we're going to start with Martin's storyline. Oh, what a storyline. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not just Martin's storyline, it's also Martin and the continued Ruby storyline. Yeah, um, Ruby. Yeah, but it starts off quite j- happy and jolly because Martin's forgotten to buy enough pumpkins for Halloween. <laughs> And so it gets I mean, a bit he's of like a, the most hated man on the market. Yeah, everyone everyone's angry, and well, Ian's not very pleased either because obviously this is Ian's empire that's being crumbled underneath mm. him. Um, but if you watch the uh, episode, you can quite clearly see there's a full box of pump- pumpkins <laughs> behind him on the market stall. So I don't know what he's been telling people. Oh, can I have one of those pumpkins? No, that's maybe not. they were small, so they weren't very good. Maybe well, no, they weren't small though. They were quite <laughs> big. But that's why I mean, I'm saying, did he tell people that they weren't pumpkins? Surely people would rather go to the um, Minute Mart. Well, the Minute Mart weren't sending pumpkins either. They were yeah. sending sweets. People should be mad at Yolandi then. And honey. Yolandi has no control <laughs> stock. She's just the managing director. That's down to the stock control. Well, people. nor does Martin. Surely it's down to Ian then. No, 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 no. He runs that store oh, on so his Ian own. just takes the money. Yeah, he's the, the manager. Money. So he's like the Yolandi of the uh, Minute Mart. And Martin is the stock controller, the sales assistant, the <laughs> bank, the bookkeeper. Martin does all the work. And Do you think then... Stacey does the books? I not? doubt it very much. No, she doesn't just... help. Well, just takes the money. All she's good for is getting drunk and then waking up in the morning and getting the kids ready for school. <laughs> Apparently. That's mm. all she's good for now. She's, she she moaned about being a housewife all those years ago and she's just gone straight back into that role quite nicely, hasn't she? Mm. Slotted herself back in. But um, Martin has been offered an opportunity to go to E20 for a Halloween party there with Robbie <laughs> and Jay. God. The likely lads of the square. What a night out that would be. Mm. And... Martin is more keen to having a night in with Stacey because all the Slaters are out the house mm. uh, going to the said Halloween party at E20. But uh, Stacey's like, well, we wouldn't have the house to ourselves. Who's back? Another guest in the house. Another guest. It's like the new B&B. Ruby. Slater should move into the B&B, really. Yeah. And just kick Patrick out. <laughs> but yeah, Ruby's staying. Ruby's back. Ruby's back. And Ruby's trying to encourage Martin to have a night out because um, he doesn't really want to. He doesn't feel like it's very fitting going out anymore. Mm. Yeah, because uh, and Stacy p- gets mad at Martin 
because he's annoyed that Ruby's staying, but Stacy didn't actually tell him. So I don't know why Stacy's mad at Martin over this. It's a bit strange to me. She's mad at Martin because um, she... I thought she stormed out of the cafe and left him and Ruby talking to each other in the cab. Yeah, she did leave him, but I, I genuinely can't remember what she was mad about. What, what, what does she have to be mad about? That's what I mean. It doesn't make any sense. Because he says, oh, I wanted a quiet night in. Now you've invited Ruby. And then suddenly she's mad at Martin. It's like, Stacey, you have invited another person into his house. Well, I, don't, I don't know if Stacey has invited her either. I think Ruby just turned up and said, oh. <laughs> because last week Ruby wanted to stay away from the square. And this week she can't get enough of the square. Mm-hmm. And all she wants to do is sit in the Vic and open up. Because she says that later as well. She When she tries to convince Martin to go out, mm. she says to um, Martin's like, oh, well, St- I don't think Stacey will be in the mood for doing anything with you either. And she's like, oh, once we've uh, opened up the uh, bolle, everything will be much different in her eyes. So again, the answer to it is drinking, is it, Ruby? That's what Ruby does. Oh, I and know. I also want to make a note of her awful jacket that she wore all week, the blue one with the tassels on it. The um, She reminded me of a stick of rock that you get down in Blackpool. <laughs> she had that white, blue sh- uh, striped shirt. Is that like the one you're talking about? Like a toothpaste. Yeah, like a striped, striped no, the toothpaste. No, it's like a suede blue jacket and it had like tassels on the sleeves oh right so it was awful it really she's a cowboy cowgirl yeah she? it was mm. it was worse than bex's brown one that bex used to wear oh i remember bex she used to wear that when she used to carry around her guitar case. yeah and her high-waisted jeans yeah. but yeah i don't like ruby's jacket don't like ruby i mean i think ruby could turn up in a beautiful long <laughs> ball gown and you'd still say i don't like it oh, she is annoying when she's out because she goes out with stacy um and convinces Martin to go with Robbie. Mm. And they go to the Vic and they're like talking about their nights out. And she's like, oh, nights out aren't any fun anymore. Um, I hate being a victim. I want to be a predator. And it's like, it's a really weird line. Mm. But she, what are they saying? That What Ruby wants to what? <laughs> but I think she just feels like that she's a strong woman. But she said that with other women, they're able to, if a man approaches them and is acting a bit, you know, a bit forceful toward them, they know how to turn around and say no the stop while ruby sees it as a challenge and so she she prefers to not she sees herself as not being the prey if she can stand up to these men and almost show herself to be on an equal kiln to them it's so silly though because on that that night in e20 when they were all clubbing she was like the most confident woman in the world the school reunion yeah so she's going up to all the guys and being confident getting drinks bought for her so she's not not confident but that's what she's saying is her problem well, she's, it's, she's not confident yeah she's not saying that she's she's got a, her problem is that she's not got confidence she's saying her problem is that she's got too much mm. of it and, and she, then yeah but then when stacy was at her police report she was like ruby's really shy <laughs> we know yes we discussed that in a couple so, of episodes i just ago, hate ruby she's yeah. just annoying but that's she not, doesn't stick to anything to be fair that's not ruby's fault that she is annoying her, <laughs> no that she she is a confident woman but she puts herself across as being this kind of coy girl that's just her act and that's again that's what she doesn't like about herself so ruby's kind of i don't know i don't buy it well ruby's... because she was like lifting up her dress and showing her like thigh tattoo off and it's like well you're not that coy yeah but that's that's it she's she's almost showing overconfidence to compensate for the confidence she doesn't have that's she's stupid it's in the pub awful. well in the pub she was deconstructing herself and mm. tearing herself apart with all the things she doesn't like about herself but she says that she puts up this smoke screen where she wants to be the one who's seen as the confident predator and she'd prefer that. And even Stacey says, oh, I'd, I'd like that too. So Stacey says, well, I tried to put on that persona too. But, the, but Stacey knows when to say no. Stacey knows when to stop, mm. when to tell a man that he's well, going too Max. far. 
But yes, unless if it's, it's Max. Max well. But if it's Max, then it all spares that uh, in that game. Um, so while they're having this, that's th- enough this about Ruby. conversation. Yes, I hate her. That's all that happens with them, really. They then go back and drink a bottle of red and uh, watch a scary movie. Yeah. So Martin's at E twenty, and uh, he's he's not really very happy about the way that Robbie and <laughs> the lads, Jay, yeah. Uh, yeah, ogling over the women, mm. scoring them out of ten. And Robbie's like taking photos of people's bums with see through dresses on, which is really creepy. Yeah, and Martin makes him delete them. Mm. Um, so, so obviously, like Martin's like worried about because he knows what happened to Ruby, so he's very conscious about how men are portrayed at the moment. Yeah, isn't he, I, I mean, guess. Martin's always been quite a modern man, I suppose. Apart from his views of like maybe the woman, you know, is a uh, meant to pop out babies and something like that. But when it comes to like equal rights, I think he's never been backwards with that. He's always been uh, one for women are equal to men. Mm. But and he... Robbie has no malicious; he's just stupid. Martin, yes, <laughs> Robbie is just stupid. I think, no, I don't think he's stupid. I think Robbie's just horny. Dim. No, he's just horny. He just needs his balls cut. He well, needs he to be castrated. got with that cougar last week. He should be all right. Yeah, but that's Bone why. Her yeah, but mine's, he strikes out, as Jay said, he strikes out 99% of the 100. <laughs> and uh, and so he's basically doing, if he does it 100 times, at least one woman's going to. Mm. He does do a lot, though, on the night. He has a drink thrown at him and... He uh, kind of flirts with a woman and she says no. But he, bless him, he tries his best. And his dance moves were quite elegant as well when you were watching him swinging his arms about yeah. like a peacock on the dance floor. Hmm. I mean, he didn't rate Bex very high, though, from behind. Well, this is going back to what they were, they were scoring girls, weren't they? And they <laughs> yeah, were giving them scores out of 10. I mean, yes, but you say that. But then only a couple of weeks, again, a couple of weeks prior, Robbie was being rated by Tiff and Bernie. Mm. So really, is that and any he different? enjoyed it. Well, he did enjoy it because they gave him a 10. But um, was it any different, really? Did the writers remember that they actually had two girls sitting on the I bench? I don't think the writers remembered men? anything this week. Mm, because... But they have to be careful with stuff like that. Because if they're saying, oh, these men are in the club, you know, oogling over these women, and it's wrong that they're rating these women out of 10, and Martin takes offence to it, especially when the woman that they're marking tends up being his daughter, Bex. <laughs> You have to remember, two weeks ago, is it then wrong that the two yeah, girls were doing... over Ray as well. Yeah, they were Kim doing... Kim and Honey ex- were sitting there trying yeah, to they, feel handsome. Here. They were doing exactly the same thing. So that was a bit of a mm. naughty, forgetful moment by the writers, I think. Mm. But yeah, so, so Bex turns round and Martin looks a bit shocked. Shocked that his legal 18-year-old daughter is in the nightclub having a good time <laughs> I know. with her friends. And it is Halloween. It's like the one night where you're allowed to dress like a slut and get away with it. Well, no, it's not. Again, yes, it if we're going to go, if we're going to pull ourselves out of the program <laughs> for a second, Halloween is not about dressing up in the sluttiest gear yeah, and then having a streak everyone of does. blood. Everyone but, does. I don't. And let me finish my point okay. about Bex. Go on. But Bex's outfit wasn't even that bad, is what I was going to say. Oh, no, her outfit was perfectly fine. It she was had just a white normal... mascara on. Well, she had That's a scary. She had a mask. Ooh. Like, <laughs> she had a mask that looked like a bat. Didn't she kind of motif over her mm, eyes? Yes. And she was just wearing a short skirt. That was all. Mm. But then this is where the big debate came. So Martin was angry at Rebecca because he felt that she was basically putting her up. Asking for it. Asking for it to coin a, <laughs> to not be able to coin a better phrase. She's yeah, being she's deliberately provoking and being provocative to men so that they would zone mm. in on her. Even though the ones raising her were the three men. Well, were them and his own and her own father. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> and and well because martin did that though he realized that obviously other men are going to do that to his own daughter so he's now very worried that oh hang on 
I've got a daughter mm. this could happen to the same that's happened to Ruby mm. um, and there is this big even debate. though he doesn't believe Ruby but does he believe Ruby no, I think he starts well he does believe yeah. Ruby because at the end he says thank he, he says to Ruby he says um, you were right uh, at right at the very end he oh, says okay. to Ruby you were right and uh, Ruby just kind of yeah, blinks yeah blinks <laughs> and goes yes thank you but um, the big question is and it's a question that's old as time is that um, what came first the chicken or the egg also true if, if a woman dresses provocatively is is a man more likely to want to have intentions to uh, abuse or rape her or is a rapist is a man got the intent already inside that's why of him? it's silly when people say that because it's about it's not about sexual fancying someone it's about power so it's nothing to do with what they're wearing. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's what, but, but that's, but that's what a lot of Martin people, is Martin thinking. and a lot of people, men and women, misconceive. Mm. Yes. and that's they think that if you're gonna if you're dressing like that, then really it's your own mm. fault for provoking it and pushing, you know, poking the lion mm. in the cage. I guess the other underlying story of this, what Martin's going through, isn't just about what happened to Ruby. It's also sort of accepting that his daughter, his little girl isn't his little girl anymore as yeah. well, which Dot has a little word with him, which I thought was a nice scene. Well, it's nice that Dot's come back and actually had some And it was awake. Well, yes. Well, uh, when they were having that argument in the kitchen, I, t- I turned to you and I said, oh, they're going to wake up Dot. Yeah, and she but, came in through the front door dressed up. But she was out. Yeah, just bingo. Be- was that where she was? Don't know. I'm just, I'm, yeah, why not? Halloween bingo. Gambling. With an orange dib-dab. Dabber. Oh, I love those dabbers. They're fantastic. <laughs> Orange for Halloween. Yeah. Better um, than better than a pencil or a pen because you can tear the paper once they show the numbers. But um, yeah, she came in. She was dressed up. She was out all night. That was loving it after a six month break. And she probably misses like um having having fat boy come home and, you know, drunk, half cut. <laughs> More on that later if mm. you listen to our feature. Lovely Arthur. But yeah, she had some quite nice words of wisdom saying to um Martin, like, oh, it's your daughter. She's growing up. You just have to let it go. But yes. um, he was just, he carried on drinking, didn't he? Which I think wasn't a good one. Well, that wasn't great. Yeah. And so um, Dot gives him a few coffees and caffeine drinks to kind of calm him down a little bit. I love in EastEnders how people are able, although there is an exception to the rule, again, we'll be talking about later. But um, whenever they've had far too much to drink and they're shouting and they're abusing and just mm. going mad, they just sit down and have a cup of tea and they sober up like in an instant. Mm. It's like I can, I'd, I envy for anyone who can sober up from having a night out yeah. that quickly. Obviously Dot's got that magical touch. But it can't have been that ni- late at night either, if you think about it, because then he went home after he sobered up, had this argument with Bex, talked to Dot, then went back home and Sonia yeah, and, and were, um, were watching the Stacey film. Stacey and Ruby were watching a film. Yeah, yeah. Stacey and Sonia. I keep saying Sonia. I don't know why. I miss Sonia this, this week. <laughs> Where was Sonia? Sonia was missing. Mm. She could have been there to help Bex or stare at Martin or something. But or dressed up like a slut. Well, Sonia would have taken Bex's side. Um, exactly, so it would have been yeah. nicer. Do you reckon Sonia had one of those uh, black ghost costumes and just floating around the uh, square? Oh yeah, maybe. You know, getting, one of the extras getting sweets posted through a letterbox to her. Sonia could have been used as um part of the Haley storyline as well. Midwife, she could have helped. Ah uh, no, but they already had a midwife. There's someone on the square who's given birth to two children That's already. That's true. More on that later. <laughs> so basically, uh, Martin says to Ruby, as I said earlier, that she was correct. She was right. <laughs> um, and Martin sends Bex a comforting text, just basically wishing her a safe. Mm. You know, in all capitals as well. She's shouting at her still. Come home safe! (laughs) Let me know now! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hated all the storylines this week. but um, No, I know, I know. (laughs) I know you did. Well, not all of them. One of them I liked. But um, yeah, I don't like the Robbie. I thought Martin was being overly horrible. 
Jay Ruby's was, annoying. Yeah, Jay was just like, it's always Jay's Jay just was an just, extra part. Yeah, Jay was just like a bad smell that kind of wafted around. Robbie was involved, which is never good. I, I mean, Dot. I don't mind Robbie. I don't, <sighs> I know, but I think when Robbie is... Invo- sorry, this Robbie... podcast is over. <laughs> Robbie wasn't that bad this week. No. and But I would like to see... He could have stood up for Bex a bit more, though, when Martin mm. called her a slag. Oh, God, big... Th- well, he, really did. he did. He did say that Martin was out of order when he said it. Mm. And so he was right, and he was right to say that. I mean, it was nice to see, again, a dynamic where there's like a lad's night out, like Jay, Robbie, mm. and... Just not as cool as the other lads. <laughs> I mean, his school pals were far cooler, let's be honest with you. <laughs> and, and richer. <laughs> and Kush was missing as well. And we presumed he might have been working on the door of E20, but no. That would have been interesting if he was the bouncer and he had to escort Martin out because he was being rude to his daughter as well. That could have been a bit interesting, mm. rather than a random bouncer. Yeah, he could have been. Oh, you you could have done that. Oh, you're out of order, Martin. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Denise was out that night as well, so he had no reason to stay at home. Exactly. Hmm. Anyway, what did the uh, Twitter sphere? We've got a few say? comments um, about Martin. We have Luke Elkins who says, "I hope they aren't going to make Martin have an affair with Ruby," which a lot of people think they're hinting towards that with their chats and their smiles and I how know. Ruby wants someone. She wants a Martin Fowler in her life. Yeah, no, we'll s- we'll see about that, but I, d- mm. I don't think they. Will. I'm hoping she just leaves <laughs> and Kate Oates gets rid of her. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry, Louisa. She's been good at acting. I just don't like the character. She's not welcome. She's not needed in the square. Yeah. Again, we've have said this before. Like her first week was good. The actual week where mm. we because we were all really surprised by it. But it's just kind of. And this is the problem with EastEnders at the moment. It's just kind of fluttered about since. Yeah. There's been no solid story continuation. Mm. We got tour ticket help. Ooh. <laughs> they said Martin. She's dressing like that because it's her body. And her choice. If other people have a problem with it or can't control themselves when they see a pair of legs, then they are the problem. Yeah, there you there go. go. Ticket tour's good. Ticket tour's and then we've got Alex, who isn't you. Oh. They say, Martin is acting so over the top with Bex, the poor girl, and calling her a slag was rude. <laughs> <laughs> All capitals. <laughs> Robbie or Bex should have slapped him. So there you go. Imagine Robbie slapping Martin. That's a story. I line. love that, that Robbie wouldn't punch Martin. <laughs> He'd slap <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Imagine Mark, Robbie slapping Martin. Mm. Yeah, so there we go. So that was uh, that. And um... <laughs> that. and then there's this, <laughs> then which there's... Halloween week, Billy has a predominant storyline. Well, this was the most Halloween-y, Halloween week themed Halloween story. Let's mm. be honest, because it was at... Apart from Haley's pale face. Yeah. We've had that for a year. I was so. going to say, that's nothing new. <laughs> she's she's constant Halloween. And this is, yeah, this is the party. This is becoming an annual event too. Oh, yeah. The, the partying party. at Jack Branning's house, mm. which he never is at. So he has these parties. Oh, yeah, Jack is. wasn't there, was no, he? No, he wasn't. Where was he? Didn't say. They never said. Nor was Rainey. Or Max. Max was there. He was there at the beginning because they were oh, playing yeah. Snakes and Ladders oh, with yeah, Honey. Yeah. And Maybe Jack and Rainey having a secret thing. Maybe. In the car cabin place. Maximum motors. Maximum motors, <laughs> I ask you. So we had lots of scenes with children actors, which is always fun. Yes. Janet's this... still my favourite. I love Janet. Janet needs a, a one-hander. <laughs> a two-hander, Janet and Will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talking about Janet... their mum and dad's breakup. <laughs> Will was pretty good too. Um, yeah. I was a bit disappointed with new Ricky. Oh no, he's only just... This is like his first big scene, mm. so... And Amy just... Did my head in as always. <laughs> I, again, means Amy. She's a future Mitchell. You have to be nice. To I want to make it clear that I've got nothing against the child, just the character. <laughs> like me and Ruby. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So yeah, I um, prefer Amy to Ruby. 
<laughs> so Janet doesn't want to be at the Halloween party. She, no, I don't know why. It was such a worse. Yeah, who'd, who'd have thought that being knocked down by a car at the Halloween <laughs> before would upset you so much? Um, and That line that Honey was like, there's nothing to be worried about. And then she just leaves on her date. And it's like, Honey, <laughs> do you remember what happened last year? <laughs> she got hit by a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then her dad slept with the woman who hit her. <laughs> mm. I mean, Billy, to his credit, did look after Janet very well. He looked after Janet. Did he? Did he look after any of them well? <laughs> he did, because he started off by getting Janet involved in a kind of a a, a spooktacular prank yeah. on all the kids. So he... Well, she was in a closet because she was scared. So he was trying to like coax her out, wasn't he? No, no, was that's that Amy? Amy. I thought they were both in the closet. No, they were in the closet jumping out on the children. Right. So... Uh, Billy comes in during the thrilling game of Snakes and Ladders and says to Will, says, Janet just wants to show you something. And Will's like, oh, okay. And so he starts walking into the hallway and and Honey comes out and says, is everything okay? And Billy's like, yeah, everything's fine. Don't you worry about it. And so Will starts walking down the thing and says, oh, Janet wants to show you something in the cupboard. Now, first of all, that would ring alarm bells of suspicion <sighs> in my head. I mean, Will's not thick. We saw that this week. Will was no. the one who inst- who orchestrated all the naughty going on. He made them watch the the scary film. He made them play Apple, you know, made them mm. play silly games. He's a model. He's a child model. He's not thick. He's not thick. He really isn't. No. He- I mean, can I just butt in and just mm. say, when I was writing my notes for this storyline, I couldn't actually believe what I was writing as a storyline. Yeah. Was... Billy says there's no reason to be scared. They trick Amy and she hides in a cupboard. It's part of my notes. Okay, so yeah, that happened a bit later. So Will, <sighs> so they jump That's out on Will. That's an actual note from the storyline. <laughs> well, they jump out on Will and then they try the same trick <laughs> Actually, as Amy. Actually, listen to what we're talking about. It's just, okay, carry on. No, go on. I'm trying, I'm trying, no, to, I'm trying just... to paint it up a little bit. I know, I'm trying but to it's add just a bit of actual, colour. when you say it out loud, it's awful. <laughs> The kids are hiding in a cupboard and Billy's trying to convince <laughs> someone to come out of a cupboard. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to blank it out, though. I'm just trying mm. to make it. Amy double-crosses him in a smart move. Yes, she does. <laughs> so, Billy <laughs> Billy scares Amy so much that Amy <laughs> hides herself in the cupboard. Mm. <laughs> Billy... I hear a BAFTA. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy! I don't know what Billy does at this point. Billy hits his oh, tooth because no. he's scared of Amy. Amy pretends to leave the cupboard. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then, so Amy's now doing the same trick to Billy. <laughs> Billy's mm. fooled by this, and so he goes back into the hallway and thinks that Amy's like cut herself or something because yeah. there's like lots of fake. Well, blood yeah, on something the happens, and um, the kids are watching like a film they're not meant to. So Lighting he goes in dead. to see them, Great and that's film. when Amy comes out of the cupboard and then pretends she's still in there and mm. he goes in and she goes boo and he hits his chin on something. Yeah. And yeah. That was her like big revenge. But you don't you don't see I'm presuming that the scene of him actually hitting his face was so bad that they just decided to I cut it out. So yeah. yeah. So he's hurt his tooth. So he's hurt his tooth and the remedy for such a thing is codeine and whiskey. So he's popping pills and drinking the alcohol just to soothe his toothache mm. that he now has. Even I mean, though he's in charge of looking after lots of children who last year all escaped under Ingrid's watch. Ingrid, who, who would never drink. No. She's whiter than white. And they still escaped under her watch. So mm. Billy and, and, should be more careful. Yes. I mean, the party's boring. So he thinks, hmm, how do I make it exciting? He says, I've got a game that no one's ever heard of called Apple Apple Bobbing. Yeah, the kids didn't know and what Apple Bobbing were. And the kids are like, were. never heard of that. It's like, I refuse to believe none of them have 
heard it. I'm sure Ingrid played it last year. They must have played Apple Bobbing at some point in it's their ridiculous. lives. But that was his big idea to liven up the party because Janet's like asleep <laughs> with a pillow. <laughs> She's fast asleep like, no, Dad. Well, Janet, Janet basically speaks for the whole nation and when she says that she's bored of this madness and just asks when mum is coming home. She's like, when's mum coming home? This is just Where's mum's cool new boyfriend coming home? Yeah, when's the dentist coming? He would like him. It says something when someone prefers the dentist over their own dad. Mm, that's true. <laughs> So um, he, they're all apple bobbing, and it's Billy's turn. He's taken his pills and his whiskey. He's had about four pills that we've witnessed by this <laughs> point, and he's drunk about half a bottle of whiskey. And he doesn't even care anymore. He's now drinking the whiskey in front of the children. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, he goes, gets his apple, and his tooth falls out. And Will goes, "That's cool." Yeah, it's a Halloween it's trick. A trick. At the same time, Honey and Adam come back from their date. Yeah, which I'm assuming they had a lovely time. Well, they were one on the wiser. Although, again, Honey sent. <laughs> Honey sent Billy a text um, on his phone. And the text was about the size of the screen. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if Billy's got a problem. All capitals. With... And all capitals. All okay! <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Billy's got a problem with his eyesight or something. No wonder he whacked his head into a wall. <laughs> he probably thought it was the door. Uh, and um, yeah, Billy, ever the nice man, he faints. And then Adam like asks him if he's okay. You could have killed yourself because you mixed all these pills. But I can give you some free treatment and make it all better. And Billy's like, no. No. I mean, charity that. case and he's like well fine I'll charge you then he's like no yeah so for God's sake Billy well Billy's offended because he's been told in the past that he can't look after himself let alone four children and again it's been proven mm. that he can't but it's going back to what Billy was doing for most of the night and that is trying to scare children by as you said jumping out of a cupboard <laughs> I mean at what point did he think perhaps because he tried to get Will to come out again so he did it once he said, like, oh, Will, and it worked. Will was, and he said, oh, I got you, didn't I? I got you. We got you, didn't we, Janet? And Janet was like, yeah. And then like, 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, Will, can you come back to the same <laughs> cupboard, please, so we can jump out in front of you? And that's when Will says to Amy, oh, go, go humour him. Will's more mature than his father. <laughs> go humour him. I mean, I want to know what the producers are playing at, because this was his 20th anniversary this week of mm. being on EastEnders, and, that and was this his, is what they gave him. That was his big storyline. He loses a tooth whilst being scared by a little girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there we go. So that was. Um... And they didn't even bother putting him in on Friday's episodes, thank God, because there was just no more they could go with the <laughs> cupboard. Could ju- carry on jumping out of the cupboard. <laughs> the cupboard storyline. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, well, at least he had a nice story. At least he had a story mm. during the week. That's true. What were other people's thoughts about the story? Well, Stud Muffin says, Oh, look, Billy is suffering from toothache. If only he had an ex wife who is currently dating a dentist. Uh-huh. It's like it writes itself. Hagrid says Billy and Ian have regressed so much under John York, which I agree. We said that a few weeks ago. They've gone back into their 90s state and all their character development has just disappeared. And at BBC Standers said today, the legend that is Perry Fenwick celebrates his 20th anniversary of being a Wolford resident. Huge congratulations. And thank you for giving us 20 years of Billy Mitchell. Did they post some memorable clips of Billy Mitchell? There is no memorable clips. (laughs) Like 20 years he's been on the show. Yeah, and that's his storyline this week. He he loses a tooth. <laughs> yeah. Shall we move on? Please, because I'm suffering. Mm, okay. <laughs> it is Halloween. So um, it's time for our feature of the week, oh, which gosh. apparently, according to most people on Twitter, is the only part they're going to listen to. Mm. So <laughs> do, do, it's good. Do enjoy. Um... <laughs> Hello. 
Yes, it's that time of the week where we're having another look at the Halloweens of the past. (laughs) A recent theme in the soap's history, when a week of spooky going-ons normally climax to a big storyline at the end of the week. With Halloween behind us, though, and Christmas just ahead of us, the big season coming, what better way to celebrate than visiting our EastEnders merch store at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast, where you'll find an exclusive design drawn for us of the Queen Vic bust on clothing, bags pillows and a lot more Mm. it's even got her double chin in it and everything it just looks so sexy (laughs) for a limited time if you use the code early 18 that's early 18 at the checkout you'll get an 18 percent discount (gasps) on your order so no better time that's right no better i highly suggest getting the pillow or the apron I like the phone case, personally. Oh, yeah, the phone case is cool. Yeah, very cool. So (laughs) there's no better time to visit shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast to help us continue to make this show the best it can be for all of you. Or not, we're just glad that you're enjoying the show. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) It's Halloween. I know, I know, I know. I'm enjoying it. The the white sheet and the uh, blackout eyes is a Mm. bit too much, though, Ben. Maybe take that off. I can't wait to go apple bobbing later. (laughs) Nor can I. So we're returning to this week's feature, A Brief History in Wolford. And we have been talking about Halloween week. We will be talking about Halloween week on the square and what the Mm. residents get up to on the spookiest night of the year. I mean, this is quite a recent phenomenon that they're doing a themed week uh, every Mm, year. Like a big storyline for Halloween. Yeah. And it's normally ghostly or kind of... Uh, spirit related like something spooky is happening on the square and it's kind of linked to it maybe not so much this year but uh in previous years they've done uh very much they've kind of used the whole theme mm. of halloween it's very it? like hit and miss mm. throughout the year like every other year is good <laughs> yes that's Ish. a fair point that's a good pun yeah i mean it's because it's more popular in england now so halloween i mean we've had a lot of trick-or-treaters this year didn't we a lot mm. more than we normally have so that was fun not happy <laughs> taking wow. all the chocolate i know you wanted it for yourself had. i know sadly so in 2017 then what was uh, a standout moment that happened on halloween week well if you cast your minds back to 2017 in real life there was this that weird thing where people were dressing up as clowns and like standing on streets that's right <laughs> Do you remember that? and everyone was getting news. scared yeah um and tina had one something similar happen to her on her way to get some cheap booze for the pub life imitating art mm. That was quite good. I remember that though, and they like all ganged up on her, and she like fought them all off as well. And, well like, she escaped. She did. Well, she kind of did the old um, "What's that?" and then <laughs> quickly got in the car and started the engine and knocked one over. Yeah. Um, so yeah. good for Tina. She got yeah. away. I mean, it was good for Tina, but then it kind of went a bit bittersweet at the end because mm. at the same time as she is at the cash and carry, having her alcohol and wallet stolen from her. Ingrid and Jack decide to host a ghost costume party. Mm, I remember this. Where all the kids were invited to Jack's house for such festivities as hide and seek (laughs) and uh, putting your hand in a bowl of spaghetti hoops. Well, Ingrid's been sorely missed this year because Billy's done a real bad job. So looking back... Of Billy's Halloween party? Yeah, looking back, Ingrid's Halloween party is really good, actually. I mean, yes. She she had like double the amount of kids to look after. (laughs) She had a lot more kids to look after. She involved everyone as well. She got Janet to stand at the door to hand out sweets. (laughs) On the bribe of that every sweet she gives, she can have one for herself, mm. which Janet was very pleased about. It seems to be like an ongoing thing as well, like on the square, like a group of characters all have the same costume all the time. Well, it, it then makes uh, a story. So you don't know who's 
exactly. doing who or whatever. Yeah. Because they're playing, as I said, uh, aforementioned, they play a game of hide and seek and Janet decides that the best place to hide wouldn't be in the house, but somewhere <laughs> In outside. the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, behind, I think it was behind a car yeah. or something. Yeah. And Tina's not looking where she's going because she's so panicked and she's mm. texting. Sweating at the forehead. Sweating, yeah. Be- beads of sweat pouring <laughs> down her head. A bit like Thunderbird puppets when they used to put the synthetic sweat <laughs> on their heads. And uh, she, well, she gets a bang. And she knows she's hit something, but she doesn't know what or who she's mm. hit. And uh, Shirley kind of reassures her and says, oh, it's a cat. It's probably nothing. Which, well, a cat is not nothing, Shirley. Let's make this clear immediately. <laughs> Cat's quite important. Mm. It turns out that she hit Jen. And that obviously starts off the big storyline of um, Billy's affair with her. And well, it's not honey, even an affair, is honey it? Honey and him breaking up. So yeah. it well, had quite repercussions for a whole good whole year it's been going on. But the repercussions are still happening yeah. now because um, Honey won't forgive Billy for it wasn't even, it wasn't an affair. He just slept with Tina because they both felt really yeah upset yeah. by the whole situation of Janet being it in was hospital. just ridiculous. It was a bit silly. Special mention to our favourite Abby as well. She's gone full on crazy this Halloween. She did. She really. <laughs> She really did. It was a bit bride's head revisited. She decided to put on her sister's wedding dress that she was meant to be wearing for uh, her wedding to Stephen. Mm, and she like dances around with like a cardboard cutout, doesn't she? Yeah, it's not if even a cardboard cutout with Stephen. It's just a cardboard no. cutout with a general person. Yeah. yeah, so she's proper screwed looseness is uh, mm. 100% up to volume 11, I think. <laughs> And this was also the big year where Sean O'Connor was introducing like the Grange Hill storyline where it was all the kids at school and stuff. Um, and they were having like a house party. Bex and Louise and Shaquille, RIP. Yes, well, this is quite telling because when Shaquille, throughout the whole episode, is desperately trying to get Bex affection. <laughs> um, and Bex is just pushing him away all I the know. time. I mean, you, this is why the storyline now where Bex seems to just be devastated every time at the mm, sight like or the thought. Love. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense at all, really, no. when you think about the fact that she just used to dismiss Shaquille up until a week before he was stabbed. Mm. And then suddenly she decided that she loved him. But, she was in love with Mr. Price. Yes, who was dating Sonia, her mum at the time, and was also Beck's teacher. Yes, so and she helped crush. bandage him up after the um, bus crash. Yes. And that's when they first kissed. <laughs> yes see that was a bit weird and awkward as well wasn't it it was, it was awkward unfortunately it was another one of those uh, like this next storyline which was basically when sean o'connor left uh so did the storyline mm. so unfortunately uh the fancying your teacher storyline just ended one day I know. and but then there's also the michelle stalker <laughs> storyline so it, by this point it had been going also on. known as bleeding nose man <laughs> tom tom mm. was stalking Michelle on the tube for a long time and they did start dating but Michelle decided that Tom wasn't really her cup of tea mm, and he didn't accept being dumped and stuff no and we then I think by this point we'd also learned that he was married and he was a bit nutty so but yeah this was when the storyline of Tom stalking Michelle continued but as we know and we've mentioned on the podcast before it kind of came to a head when I know it's well, a bit of a shame yeah and it wasn't actually a bad episode when we rewatched the Halloween episode, I I no, thought it's not, too not bad. a bad episode at all. Maybe perhaps we were too quick to judge Sean O'Connor. Mm, <laughs> wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so we um, go, and also what? another forgotten storyline was Louise's burns, and she's like shy about showing her chest. Oh yes, and, and also it. Keegan um, fancying Louise. Oh yeah, another thing that even though he tormented her. Yeah, really weird. Didn't really? make sense either. Nothing so, really made sense. Not really, I suppose But good intentions. (laughs) Good intentions. Well, the thing is that we we knew about Sean O'Connor was that he was a slow, a very slow burner. So obviously 
these were meant to cultivate mm. into something a bit better. But I mean, if we go back another year to 2016, yeah, this is Sean O'Connor as well, <laughs> and this is like his real slow bits i think i mean this this was one. painfully slow wasn't yeah. it i mean i did enjoy that um every time there was a scene with a character which was going to have a hard time or have a bit of bad luck in this episode dave the cat would run past them oh would he so yeah so he ran past uh, dot patrick claudette <laughs> and it was obviously a, a symbolism black cat thing yeah bad luck that dave the cat was possessing <laughs> at the time of halloween i mean for a halloween episode as patrick and dot as like a major storyline so you know it's going to be a bit dull because i hated 2016 dot she was so annoying she was a bit woe is me wasn't <sighs> she not in the same way that it was comical it was, no, it was, it was just, just annoying depressing, wasn't yeah. it yeah mm. she was always ill and this is when she was having her like it was detached retina i think no it was line. cataract oh was it she just had cataract which is a very common another uh, story thing that's just disappeared because she was like going blind. Well, yeah, I, I'm presuming that off air, or maybe she did it in Ireland. <laughs> she had her um, uh, lenses replaced. Yeah, maybe that's all they do. They just swap mm. your lenses over. Because they were writing it in because June Brown said she was losing her sight. I think originally, but oh, really? then I don't really know what happened with that because she's they've not mentioned it since. So that's I weird. Know. I don't know. And we have like the Claudette like flirting with Patrick, but thinking he fancies dot but doesn't fancy her anymore and she's a bit jealous yeah claudette but claudette also um accuses patrick of seeing dot behind her back um and mm. she does later apologize for that um but you know as soon as she apologized for it patrick kind of gets up and says right i'm off to see dot now <laughs> and you kind of thought well patrick <laughs> i know <laughs> calm down here claudette's just showed mm. some weak some, some uh insecurities about your relationship with dot and how do you repay <laughs> her for being honest with you oh i'm off to see dot now mm. but yes we learned that dot is afraid of going outside and leaving the house because she thinks that she's going blind mm. she was really annoying because all that year when sean o'connor was in charge all the characters kept going oh we better check on dot i have to make sure dot's okay mm. and it's like it was so annoying. It was just, yeah, she had lots of illnesses that year and she fell over a cat and stuff. And That was when she fell over Dave the Cat, which was funny. <laughs> I loved that episode when she made the cake and she, oh, and she fell over <laughs> Dave the Cat. That was a fun episode. Hmm. It wasn't, again, well, I don't think it was meant to be funny. No. But uh, I enjoyed and, it. And um, the other one was Phil is bright yellow. He is. He's waiting for his liver transplant. He is. Going to die. And got a few months left. Well, no chance. No chance at all. But apart from Ben, who Ben has agreed to give him a part of his liver. Um, so this generous act feel, is felt to uh, by Sharon that it should be rewarded. But then when she walks into the ward, she sees that Phil is changing his will mm-hmm. with Richie. With Richie, yes. Mm. And uh, basically he's rewritten the will by giving Sharon, Dennis and Ben hardly anything at all. <laughs> very little. And bulk of the money is going to Louise. And Sharon believes that he's doing this to basically build... And continue to build the Mitchell legacy because Sharon can't give him any more children for reasons. Um, Dennis isn't a true Mitchell, and Ben, being gay, mm, also cannot give him want children. That. No, doesn't want. <laughs> ben can't have children because no. he's gay. So um, yeah, that, 2016 was kind of a miss. I feel, and 2017 was like a hit, and then 2018 is a miss. Yeah, I mean, the one last thing we should mention about 2016 and 2017 is that on both years, the Vic have the storyline where they uh, don't have enough alcohol in order to hold a Halloween party. I know, it's the same storyline. They did the exact like same storyline, 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah. So in 2016, they decide to uh, have a happy hour. So we have an hour special in 2015, they mean business. Yeah. 
It was a good year. It was a very good year. It was. It was fun. Lots and lots of things happened. Obviously, the Vic has another Halloween party. And Aunt Babe and Linda's mum, Elaine, are in competition to see who can look the most convincing mm. as Lily Monster <laughs> after Linda decides she doesn't want to dress up no. this year. And she's, but Linda's got a good reason why she doesn't want to dress up. Would you like to know what that reason is? <laughs> yeah, hit me. She got raped. Oh, it's that, that, that year. <laughs> she got raped. Yes. Um, and Ronnie basically talks to uh, Mick this year by, because she wants to protect Roxy from Dean. Um, because this is when Roxy is dating Dean and Dean is basically telling mm. her lies. Roxy and Ronnie, God. I know, we really Didn't are. Didn't think we'd be able to talk about them again. Skipping back in time. And obviously the hour special, we've got Stacey who has been like... She thinks she's being stalked or followed by this weird guy who's like following her and looking at her a lot, and she's not sure who he is and I, stuff. I mean, he's not even making an effort to like hide. <laughs> he just look; they just look directly at each other, and she doesn't go over to him. So this is really unlike Stacey. Mm. This is a really strange. This Stacey is when they were see. changing her a bit to be a bit more like motherly, and motherly softer. and softer. Yeah, yeah. she I'm, wasn't going. Oi, who are you? What are you staring at? Exactly. Which hit is what, him at the same time, <laughs> which is what we want from Stacey. Yeah, really. that's what she do nowadays. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was obviously Kyle who was her Brother. originally. Yeah, but yeah, he's transgender, and that's why none of them believe him that he is related and stuff. Yes, and so he has the key. He has the key, which is obviously in a previous I episode. Secret. <laughs> the key unlocks a secret in the uh, Slater family, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't happen at Halloween, so there's no point talking about it. No, and um, we also have Kathy's storyline. Kathy has a storyline. 2015. I know. Well, this is when that she was her last this, <laughs> this is when she was first brought in, I guess. Yeah, it was. It was her return. Member, yeah. yeah. And um, obviously, Gavin is out to get revenge because he's the one who forced her to fake her death and run away from her and leave her children. And she's back, and Gavin is not happy. Well, Gavin has already been told to go by Ben mm. already by this point, and uh, she has a panic button, and so does Phil. <laughs> Phil has a panic button. <laughs> oh, he's, he's like diddery, isn't he? Well, he's he's got he's a dying. broken leg and a broken arm. <laughs> to be fair, we, we, we decided when we were researching this, we decided to just watch the Halloween episode. Um, and so there's a bit of background or for a bit of background information than we know for ourselves but we couldn't for the life of us remember why we must have gotten some weird fight maybe with gavin i guess or something maybe to make gavin look like scary in his old age but um phil doesn't like it very much because ben basically wards off gavin and it's not phil that does it so he spends the whole uh, episode with a sore head because everyone's mm. rewarding ben for having sorted yeah. out the situation ben is going to the vic for the party with abby and abby is insistent that they have to dress as or he has to dress as edward from twilight um <laughs> but he's pretty miffed that he's having to do this and so just leaves the party <laughs> leaves abby on her own and goes to see his mum kathy who's panicking by this point because mm, someone's standing in front of her with a lighter lit yes and a firework in the other hand well, she, 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 it's almost it's almost like a uh, a cartoon because she's on a chair and all these fireworks are surrounding her yeah. <laughs> like ready to go off um yeah. it was i mean it's a good episode but like mm. the end bit with gavin is a little bit like cheese fest well, before we jump onto that there's also hints at this point that bobby is a little bit of someone who you shouldn't really mess with bobby bill mm. because he has a line where he says to kathy that if anyone hurts you they'll have me to deal with <laughs> and uh, yeah i know so it's just showing it there's a there's a dark side mm. to bobby and um i don't know if this is before or after bobby's hit before this is before uh, jane gets hit around the head by a hockey stick because mm. this is there's still a secret 
in the Bill family. Yeah. But we'll get to that in the previous year. Mm. But yes, go on then. Reveal reveal the secret in the uh, Sharon, <laughs> in the Mitchell household, in the Watts Well, family. this is the worst thing because this is where he's rewritten history with the Hello Princess. The producer has. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't go down well with me. Well, basically, Gavin indicates that he was not a very maternal person. It takes someone who has a certain it's a certain type of person who would want to have children and look mm. after them and then he just looks Sharon directly in the eye and she kind of looks at him and she's kind of working something out and then he yeah. looks at her and goes hello princess <laughs> and so it's revealed that Gavin is Sharon's real dad yeah and um a few bits later he's like oh it's something weird like he he told Den that every time I'm thinking of you to say hello princess and it means it's from me and this is mm. like oh no yeah, I know. Erase that from history. <laughs> That's horrible. Can't take that away from Den. No. Honourable mention of 2015 also is when Bex was introduced and she was in her goth phase. Oh, was that when she was a goth? She still? was a goth. Before she was a full-time character. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Martin and Stacey keep asking her if that's her costume. <laughs> and she's like, no, this is who I am. Now she's a hippie. Which, she's not a hippie. Ish. She's kind of folky, folky, yeah. isn't she? But yeah, so there was a big year, 2015. Yeah, it was um, good. There were highs, there were lows. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching mm, it is the good. Gavin season. It is and good. it was a heck of a lot better than the hotel, running around the hotel Scooby-Doo style with Gavin later oh, in the yeah, year with Sharon and Kathy. So yes. uh, his, Gavin's demise. So <laughs> Anyway, 2014. And this was a big year in EastEnders history because this was the year where they were right slap bang in the middle of the Who Killed Lucy Bill mm. story arc. So it, it had everything ready set up to be very haunting and very scary it does this was um the produce the new producer's first year setting up his big who killed lucy storyline things but yeah good year lauren was being stalked by someone who she didn't know was taunting her yes we're uh, wearing a black cloak and a uh weeping angel mask from mm-hmm. doctor who yes i did enjoy that reference and um she finally confronts her and chases her and finds out that her sister uh, abby it was abby all along <laughs> of course <laughs> and they have like a fight in the house and it's quite fun and abby like tries to drown lauren yeah in the bowl of apples yeah. when she's yes and she contemplates it like killing lauren mm. but then she's like no i better let you out now i mean this goes... to show you how <laughs> mad i am <laughs> this goes back to something we said a long long time back when they killed off abby um when we kind of started the podcast and we we have said and i think it's on a youtube video as well that abby could have been such a good i know evil character waste and they wasted waste. it because even as back in 2014 she had she was the only cusp away from killing her own sister mm. they could instead of killing her they should have just retired her for a year and a half or something and then brought her back and it would have been amazing mm. so i'll never forgive john york for this well for killing abby no no never or stephen <laughs> i don't again i like too stephen. many legacy characters you don't kill legacy characters no it's a very dangerous game to play but again i think john york wanted to kind of you know bring her back a bang after such a no, slow just wanted a bigger years. bigger budget for the slaters That's what he, wanted. Yeah, he just wanted to bring the slaters back <laughs> i mean it wasn't just lauren and abby uh storyline there was quite a big storyline with dot too mm. Because she thought she'd seen the ghost of her son. She had. Because she was led to believe by her grandson. Yep, Charlie. Charlie, that his dad, Nick, had died. But she kept seeing Nick mm. in the window. Yeah, no one believed her. Everyone was just saying, you're no. being silly, dog. I mean, <laughs> lock p- the door and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This is before everyone was all caring and lovely yeah, dovey. Two years her. later, they're all going to her around seeing if she's blind yet. <laughs> um, Ian and Sharon uh, go see her and they both say, you know, sometimes I see... Oh, you know, Sharon says, sometimes I see Dennis and Ian says, sometimes I still see Lucy. Um, it's just, it's just in sometimes your imagination. Sometimes I still see Kathy. 
Yes. Well, yes, this is before Kathy's back yeah. as well. The live episode hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, um, so <laughs> maybe this was a uh, little wink by the producer to say, well, Nick's not dead. Mm. So Kathy's not dead. No. <laughs> but um, he does turn out to be alive because he appears behind her. And she sort of says, I know you're there, Nick. And he like lights a cigarette for her. Yeah. And he Hello, does, Ma. And he does the famous catchphrase, hello, Ma. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Ch- and Charlie admits that he's been lying to Dot. Um, and I, I think he did it for good intentions because he, he knew that Dot had basically bailed Nick out on numerous occasions mm. and she, he didn't want his mum to be hurt any further no. because he'd g- g- gained quite a good relationship with, with Charlie by this point, Dot and Charlie. Um, so it was... Yeah, I didn't want him ruining it like yeah. he ruins everything, yeah, but absolutely. he did. But he did, ultimately. Um, mm. But again, didn't happen at Halloween, so we can't talk no, about no, no, it. No. And um, the last sort of Halloween, this was like the first time a big Halloween episode was on, was 2013. And before yeah. that, it wasn't really a thing. They didn't really do... Well, or they or make had, a deal about it. They didn't it, make a or... deal about it. They didn't make it haunted or spooky like they do now. Mm. And even this one wasn't really Halloween-y. Um, but like the main story was where Michael is planning to kill Janine and run away. This is Michael Moon, yes. who is the brother of Alfie Moon. Yeah. He's a bit of a tearaway Michael Moon, isn't he? He kind of uh, is mm. a bit of a he's dodgy He's like a character. businessman, like a Steve Owen type Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's planning to kill Janine on Halloween. <gasps> Not Janine. No. So Alice Branning is there to sort of help, because I think they're going to elope and run away together. I'm not 100% sure. But with with, um, with Michael. With Michael. So um, he starts to strangle um, Janine in front of her and she tries to stop him and she grabs a knife and stabs him. <gasps> and the police are on their way already. So I'm assuming someone's, something has happened before because we can't get the full clips of 2013. I know, this is the one episode yeah. we just couldn't get the full episode. So... But yeah, I mean, Alice goes to the door because the police are like, what's happening in here? And she's telling them that someone's been stabbed. And he, um, Michael wakes up and tries to get Janine. So she stabs him again. She, she, gets, oh. she gets the knife, wipes it all down, holds it with a um, kitchen towel so there's no fingerprints and finishes him off and blames it on Alice. So Janine deliberately yeah. killed him. So yeah. it wasn't accidental death at no, all. No, not from Janine. Oh, Janine. She's there to take him out. I mean, I do love the character of Janine, as the we widow. all know, um, and she's had a few uh, dodgy moments, but I mean, to deliberately kill someone, that changes the character. Well, it's her or him. She's already done it to Barry, ain't she? Well, so. yeah, but that, well, that's true. She killed Barry. I yeah. can always forget that she killed Barry, but she always says that she kind of did it. It wasn't as purposeful as no. a lot of people think it was. But um, I rewatched the Barry thing after I saw that, <laughs> and um, Barry falls. He does fall. She doesn't necessarily push him purposely, mm, mm. but she goes down to see him, and he's still alive, and he says, "Help me!" And she just sits on a rock and watches him die. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so there's yeah. the purposeful death. But yeah, that was the last. That was the one before the um, new producer came in. So. Yeah, very exciting. Very murder. exciting story. I mean, in, at that time, the early 2010s. Um, I mean, that was a lot of people see as a kind of a, a peak in EastEnders. Mm. Seen as quite a good time of mm. EastEnders, um, and it's kind of, to some people's opinion, it's kind of gone down from there. But uh, I tell you where EastEnders had a huge peak, though, and that was right at the very beginning, <laughs> because in 1985 they did actually do a a halloween storyline mm. um in on the halloween episode of eastenders you know and it's to be fair a much more toned down story it's really line. fun though it's a lovely time isn't it all the bills and uh punk Don't they quite like everyone round well it's ian pete pauline arthur lou ethel who's dressed as a, she's dressed as a witch for the occasion <laughs> 
Um, but they are raising Ooh. money. Well, they're raising money for the fireworks display. Mm. So um, Ethel's going around doing trick or treating with Lofty, um, trying to make a bit of money for the fireworks. And uh, Punk Mary's there, obviously, of course. Obviously, with Bibby Abby, <laughs> she needs the money. So um, they basically play a bit of apple bobbing, and it, you know Peter Beale being Peter Beale decides to make a complete mess of the whole situation. Mm. And then with the water in the bowl, they all light a candle each, and they do a bit of white magic a bit of where they all light a, ma- uh, a candle and whoever's candle goes out last gets their wish come true mm-hmm. it's really nice actually as you it say it's really fun yeah it's just nice gentle yeah and a happy occasion not over the top no screaming no murders no no going into a drug den screaming <laughs> help me <laughs> just happy sitting around a bowl watching candles burn mm. out so yeah so yeah. They, they even did it back in 1985 but then after that it was kind of as you said there was no yeah, it kind of fizzled yeah there was no real actual theme mm. to probably it. Probably because it never landed on like, it was only on twice a week so it never probably really landed on Halloween or mm, near true, Halloween true. ever. But yeah, there's our trip down memory lane, recapping all the past Halloweens. Yes, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If there's any moments from Halloween that you remember from EastEnders, do send us a tweet at EastEnders Week or uh, go to our email address which is EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com and that was a little brief history in Woolford. Ooh. <laughs> Boo. I got mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I got you, didn't I? I got you. I got mm, you. That was nice. That was lovely. Looking back, it made, made everything feel a bit better. I must make it clear. It makes this week feel worse. <laughs> true. I, that's what I was going to say. I must make it clear that um, when I said that people were only listening to that part, it isn't because the rest of the show isn't great. It's just because people watched this week's EastEnders. And so they aren't <laughs> too keen about having to relive it. No. Again. I mean, we've been waiting months and months and months for this storyline with Hayley building yes. up we were all excited big reveals and it still let me down and we were even though the trailer I remember the trailer came out and I said oh so they're gonna have Hayley give birth on her own are they and I did think well they're, they're, but they're, it would it'd still be okay I'm sure this will be a good story hmm. I mean Tuesday's episode was one of the worst episodes of EastEnders that I've watched recently I just couldn't believe what I was watching mm. I did, the Tuesday was just I don't know. I can't put my finger exactly on what was bad. Well, let's try. Hayley's monologues. But um, we'll get there first. I mean, if you re-listen to the monologues, I was saying this earlier, they do make some sense. No, I don't want to listen. Okay. I don't want to (laughs) re-listen. Well, Monday's episode started quite strong. And that is that Hayley... Yeah, Hayley was to get the baby out. She's Mm. basically... Her plan is she needs to get the baby out as quick as she can. She wants to induce labour. Much, somehow much nicely put um and she wants to basically do it outside of Wolford, so there's no trace of her and she can just then go and do what she wants to do i guess mm. I so suppose. she eats hot curry from miriam yes miriam makes her a really hot curry and then she gives her a massage <laughs> yeah, on the sofa. A bit weird. <laughs> i thought that's a bit odd um but yeah i mean these are all like old wives tales aren't they of how to but she googled it didn't bring she? on labor but she... like a lot of people say all these things yeah she went for a walk around the square. This is when she Karen does. gave her some some sage advice. <laughs> mm, which Wh- is, it's all true. Well, basically, Karen says um, that she's the living proof that her <laughs> advice is, is, it works. Yeah. She's had five kids. Yeah. And she said that she's been, she used to drink. She used to drink the old. Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't do any of them at Yeah. Bit of iron. Good for them. Guinness. And she, and she smoked while she had Bernie and she's the brightest one of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It was such an odd conversation. It was. Anyway. I felt sorry for the actresses because they had to like film it while walking really fast yeah. as well. So I hope it was, it was like one take. Although that's, they didn't have to keep doing it. The square isn't that 
large or long, is yeah, it really? It's not that difficult. They were walking quite fast, I suppose. Mm. So. I think Kate Jarvis because has like she has really long legs, so she takes really big strides. Mm. And like Lorraine Stanley was trying to keep up. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. really fun. She looks physically out. Of yeah, breath, like oh, God's sake. <laughs> don't mess up your lines again. <laughs> no, go home. <laughs> so, yeah, she she suggests having sex can bring on labor and so she tells uh, Keanu that she's collapsed in the street gets Keanu to carry her home and that was the first thing she says when she walks in the door <sighs> I need us to have sex like now <laughs> and Keanu's taken quite aback by this oh, this is so silly I know Keanu's dumb Keanu's not dumb he is He's sweet he just he lives in a very naive world where he was surprised that a baby had 10 toes and 10 fingers <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is very true. Um, But yeah, he and the fact that he like contemplates it and actually says, okay. He does it. No, yeah. He he doesn't do it, but he would have. He would have. It takes a bit of convincing as well, though, Mm. to to his credit. Is he not thinking about poor Sharon? Although maybe because he's not with Sharon this week, he's (laughs) pumped up. Can I just say that when Ben said, did he not think about poor Sharon? He then put his finger to his eye and wiped away a small tear. (laughs) Not a tear. (laughs) I got the sun in right on my face while I'm filming this. I can't see anything, but it's fine. We don't need a visual because it's audio. But um, yeah, he says, oh, I've been running. So I'd, I'd feel happy if I had a shower, mm. even though Haley probably hasn't showered in like four weeks. Yes. And this is the first time Haley also admits to Keanu that she needs to escape. The reason she wants to get rid of this baby is because she needs to escape all, all this madness of the Slater house. Mm. Um, and prior to this, Miriam had told Haley that it takes a village to look after a child. So again, Haley's in this conflict where she doesn't really want the baby, but she feels as though she could look after the baby if she was given the right help. Again, it's just the continuation of what we've had for weeks now, and that's Haley does want the baby. Yeah. Haley doesn't want the baby. It's a bit too much. Yeah, Haley wants to get rid of the baby. Oh, and then Haley wants to make sure that the baby's okay, but doesn't want to keep the baby when the baby's born. So. Haley's conflict in her head is just going all over the place, and, mm. and but ultimately her goal is that she wants to give birth to this thing inside of her that she yeah that's her first step yeah. of her plan. Yeah. So um, her plan doesn't go very well. <laughs> no, because um, he has a shower and he comes down, but like Cat and everyone like interrupts it, so it sort of spoils the mood, and she tells him not to bother. So then he goes to get dressed, and then her waters break everywhere. Yeah, and then instead of waiting for him to like help her, she just drives off mm. in the car i mean okay this is where to a lot of people um on social media and also ourselves we were a bit like well why isn't Haley just going to the hospital immediately or phoning for an ambulance or she phoning to go for to help? like a hospital outside of london this or is something? the thing so if she calls for an ambulance the ambulance will take her to the nearest hospital and that's likely to stay that's going to be like walford <laughs> yeah exactly um and that isn't where Haley wants to be Haley wants to be outside of walford so i think there's so there's no trace so if the, if the slater's cat and gene notice that she's not there there's no trace of immediately where of where she's gone because mm. she also uses a fake name she says her name is Haley taylor mm. um so you know her plan is obviously to fool or uh, masquerade as another person so she can get out um, and take and the baby with the her baby. and ditch the baby. I'm yeah. assuming. Um, but yeah, she gets in the taxi cab. We have the ridiculous Ian Bill who thinks she's doing a fare for some reason. Mm. Even though he's never used her taxi before, he knows that she's not a taxi driver. Or licensed or anything like that. He just pops in, doesn't he? Yeah, and she actually like drives him around <laughs> <laughs> um, and then tells him to get off at the train station. Two stops. Yeah, it's only two stops on the tube. Get out! Get out! <laughs> yeah, no! So this is where Haley starts screaming at everything and anything mm. gets in her way. There's traffic lights. There's She's traffic doing lights. like a 12-point turn, trying but to turn around. She drives when it's red, 
So when it turns green, she shouts at someone for beeping their horn to say move on. Mm. Then the light turn red and then she starts to proceed round. <laughs> Gets angry at the car, says, all right. Then does her, as you said, 12 point turn. Abandons the taxi by this point because her contractions are too close together to one another. Um, and she does almost phone an ambulance. She gets to 9-9, but then stops. <sighs> Phones Keanu, who doesn't answer his phone, because at this point, Karen's questioning where he's been this whole time. Because mm. uh, Karen thinks that he's been sleeping with the... Uh, the town old, bike. Yeah, the trout. The trout down the end of the road. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the, she phoned Keanu, like, three or four times because he had, like, three or four missed calls on his phone. Like, why didn't she just phone 999 again? But then this is the thing. She stopped herself so because she stupid. doesn't want to be in a hospital near Wolford. Know, but it's just annoying. And, like, she got out of the taxi but dropped her phone. And yeah. then she's, like, wandering around around mm. the corner, like, near Argy Bargy. Yeah. So it's not that far away. This is the thing. And this is another bone of contention with a lot of viewers. This is, uh, That she was not even, what? Ten uh, foot. Ten foot, yeah, from her actual house. So why did she not just go back home mm. again? Or but, just go into the train station and just collapse on the floor there. There's loads of people. Again, I don't... Oh, I know this, I know I'm making excuses for the soap here, but she doesn't her her, her plan was she wasn't in a hospital. Yeah, in but Wolford. she starts asking people for help around her and they all just ignore her. Well no, that's true. But I think this by this point she's panicking and and and, and, and she's in so much pain because she is now giving birth that it became unfeasible for her to actually walk home. <laughs> but <laughs> to, she walked to this like which, crack den place. Which she walked to George Street. I made mm. a note to make sure that I knew that because Kat the uh, as we said to each other the cab black cab storyline paid off this week because cat uh, was able to describe in great detail exactly mm. where they were so they were at the end of that storyline hope yeah so they were at the tr- at the tube station round the corner turn right down George Street that's where she was yeah, that's the quickest way what are you talking about yeah what are you doing and so she goes to a door knocks on the door they think that she's a trick or treater drops some sweets on the ground <laughs> she didn't take any I thought that was rude mm. and then she walked to a crack den which was just conveniently next door to this lovely yeah, house and the people just left her as well. Yeah. No, like, oh, some, some crazy person's here. But, but again... She's below her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this pregnant woman. This um, The druggies might have had a bit of a bad hit and they might have thought that she was like mm. the devil in disguise or yeah. something like that. This is the Tuesday episode where she's in the crack den on her own, like giving birth or in labour and she's just doing loads of monologues about something. Yeah, so I she's stopped listening talking to because on... there's just too many of them. Well, I wrote them down right. because I knew this would come up. <laughs> so uh Haley talks gibberish to her own born, unborn mm. child is what I titled this little monologue that she did. So she talks about a time and it was mentioned earlier in the week where she broke her leg and she's comparing the time when she broke her leg to the pain that she is in at the at the time of her labor. Right. And that when she broke her leg and she went to hospital, no one, not even her mother was there for her. So again comparing it to the time now that she's in labor no one gives no mm. one seems to care for her or, and so that's why she's not letting people in in her life and then when she did eventually have her mum visit her mum only visited her so that she could threaten the family who broke of the, of the daughter who broke her leg for money to then spend the money away from Haley, again leaving her abandoned and on her own so this Same is why thing she did about the baby yeah so yeah. this is why we're now learning that Haley's got trust issues mm. and this is we already knew all this though like they didn't need these like Four long monologue scenes. No, but but she also this this also leads to her basically wanting. She says that she says in it she wants to give the baby the best gift she can. She wants to give her to decent people. Um, so this is where ultimately, and she does say this is taking nine months for me to discover this and work this out. But now I've worked it out. So she has basically shown her motives now. So this is that she doesn't want the child. And she wants to give it up to adoption. Well, that that would be the sensible route: give it up for adoption. Mm. But she's 
clearly not going to end up doing it that no. way and give it to someone who can look after it because she doesn't think she's got the strength to look after it and at the same time there's always going to be that cloud where she knows that and Alfie knows that that's Alfie's baby mm. um, and Kat would never forgive her for such a sin <laughs> so there you go there you go all summed up yeah in a nice little package mm. meanwhile though Kat's sniffing water from the floor she is she works out that Haley's missing her waters are broke Jean's drunk so she can't help yeah, I love Drunk Jean. Drunk Jean was just remarkable. <laughs> the uh, cab key's gone, but they didn't notice the cab was gone walking into the house, which I thought was odd. <laughs> yes. But mm, that's fine. There's a lot more odd things in this week that I don't need to bring that up. I mean, maybe Cat was just too concerned to get with getting Jean home. Um, maybe. And, and rested to notice that the taxi cab was missing. <laughs> this is when Keanu comes in and says, look, I got missed calls from Hayley. She's not well. She's left me a voicemail. So they all go out looking, trying to find where she may be. Um, and then Keanu comes across their cap with a bloody handprint on it. Oh yeah, that was that was very Halloween, wasn't it? Mm. So there was this. Uh... It was really bad as well. It looked like really fake. I don't know how how would would blood set. It looked too watery to me mm. personally. It, but it might be mixed with water though. It was coming from her mm. her birth and the region. rain outside. Or the there was no rain, but like it Maybe, was, you know, like you the know. damp air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then they're all shouting part of the trailer. The hey, Lee. Bit. Yes, tick. Um, and they hear a baby cry, which is good because Haley's given birth. But it left it on Tuesday, where Haley, I think Haley thought the baby wasn't alive because it mm. wasn't moving or crying. But the baby is crying now, so they find out where she is, and that's where they call the ambulance people over to help. Yes, and Keanu's trying to help, but <laughs> he's useless. Yeah, he's not being much use. He's just on the doesn't phone. know what placenta is. Cat's it? No, no, that was an interesting. <laughs> Think, what's the person? Uh, just open her legs and find out. Um, yeah, Kat quite notably and wasn't hiding the fact that she was angry at Haley for doing this to the baby. Mm. Um, and she actually says whatever she says to Keanu, whatever happens tonight, it's it's Haley's her fault. It's Haley's fault. Mm. Once the ambulance crew, with the help from Kat's directions, does arrive, Haley looks at Kat and actually apologizes to her and says, "I'm sorry." Mm. Um, again, Kat does the sorry about this or yeah. something else. Works something out. Mm. And yeah, she gets to the hospital and everything. Jean sobered up at the hospital. Jean wasn't that sober. Or Again, I have to no. I have to say this is what I, I have to give Gillian Wright props. She mm. is, and I hate that she's not getting noticed. She is a great actress. An absolute a lot of people say great that actress. At this her stint this time. Mm. She has been brilliant. She, she has been she's holding it together for us. She is metaphorically and also uh, as the character. She um <laughs> she's just. She's just been brilliant. She's been this great motherly character. She's been this great, almost, she is the, almost the matriarch of the Slaters. Mm. You, you think that Kat is, but I don't think so. I think Jean is. Jean's the one keeping the Slaters glued and together. Mm. She's strong. You can see she's got this strong character. And yeah, but She's same, become like quite wise as well. She's become, and like all yeah. the experience she's been able to mm. help and say the right things to everyone. But it's just been stay betra- quite calm. Yeah. And it's been betrayed by um, Gillian Wright so well, so well mm. and the cherry on my Gillian Wright love fest cake is that she played the character of Jean perfectly this week as this drunk like concerned and then got a bit drunk but then was really concerned when she was just just just, mm. just done so well yeah. and um I props to her and I really want her to be acknowledged for that she's just great anyway mm. I, I love her I thought it was interesting when they had the um, baby and everyone was there that Big Mo sort of showed some mm. sort of maternal instinct which was out of nowhere. No, Never I agree. I Holding agree. the baby, smiling. Yeah. 
Girl, and a calming to her? and a calming influence on Cat as well. Mm. If you notice, she was the one who took Cat to one side and said, "Just uh, cut her some slack and stuff." Yeah, yeah cut her some slack. But, but although I I couldn't take that again, I couldn't take the scene seriously because then Keanu came in with a blooming helium balloon and it's a girl. It's like, oh for goodness sake, oh, father of the year. Mm, I'm sure it does. Um, I was saying to you when I saw um them together, it reminds me of like the Lofty and Michelle marriage mm. thing with um. Keanu and Haley, but yeah he goes to visit her and she's um she sort of pretends that it's all gonna be okay and she's gonna be in hospital for a week and stuff but turns out Keanu falls asleep yes well she asks him to stay doesn't she mm. because she can't handle um the th- this is it she doesn't want anyone getting too close even when she's been trying the nurse is trying to teach her how to breastfeed mm. she's deliberately not trying very hard she doesn't want to get too close to the child and she doesn't want to get anyone else's mm. hopes and uh, attachment to the child too close either and as you say yeah keanu falls asleep yes. whilst on guard the iv drip is on the floor yeah and um yeah she's making her way out hobbling around i mean uh, the baby would be in like um a special care unit because it's premature. But they said that the baby had to and her had to stay in for a week mm. so but the be baby would be in a her. separate thing though if they did their research. No, well, no, true. But then she could have walked in and just said, oh, can I hold her? Yeah, I guess. And then kind of when her, the, yeah. the midwife's back was turned, she could have sneaked out. Mm. So she was hobbling out and she's she's going with the baby. Yeah. With all kinds of wires hanging Did out. Do you see like... they focused on Kat looking at something like through the hospital? I don't know if she, like, she saw someone or something. Yeah, or, I like, was if think... Alfie was there. I was expecting like a surprise Alfie or something. Yeah, because she's looking through the blinds. And so yeah. I just presumed she was looking at Haley in the bed. Mm. and kind of like disapprovingly giving her a look. So, yeah, yeah life was confused by that too. Perhaps they sort of lingered on it for a bit, didn't they? Well, perhaps so. Kat saw that Hayley had gone. Oh, yeah, maybe. So Kat had seen it. But, um, maybe she was just staring at Keanu. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I certainly would. I'd be taking photos of him while he's asleep. You can't do that. No, it's, I can't. It's grotty. <laughs> delete it. Delete that photo now. Nine out of ten. <laughs> um, but Keanu also gives him gives her some good advice, which she decides to ignore. Hayley, some good advice that she decides to ignore. And that is that if you keep running away, people will stop looking for you. So again, that that advice wasn't enough to keep Haley no. stuck by. She's don't know but, what she's doing. Well, I think I mean the, the only thing I can say is I think that the most important thing to Haley is the welfare of that baby, and she doesn't care what anyone else thinks. She just wants to make sure that baby is mm. in the she welfare system. She thinks it's better off not with her. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we'll see what happens. But we'll see what path the baby. T- yeah, what path she shall take to uh, have that baby looked after mm. another female mother. slater on the square which is what we needed yeah why not <laughs> got 18 years until that uh <laughs> sprouts yeah her and baby abby will be best friends so <laughs> oh, we're gonna be amazing yeah you have to remember this 18 years time <laughs> we have to see if they do a storyline with um baby slater and baby abby mm. lovely so we're gonna pop off and play a game your turn this week yes for a bit of trick or treat So time for another game, another delve into Martin's fruit and veg stall to find another five a day for Ben to answer when I give him a question and he has to find five alternative answers for the question. Mm, that's what you think. Why? But I've got a trick or treat up my sleeve. <laughs> a treat for me and a trick for you because I'm hijacking your game this week. Oh, that's not fair because last week you gave me a horrible game to play and I was really looking forward to this. I was relishing it. Well, I'm taking over Martin's stool. So we're playing Ben's five a day. So you're like the shrimpy. 
I am. I'm covering. <laughs> you're, you're, the free. you're the shrimpy of the podcast. <laughs> so let me just give you the rules. So I will ask you a question and you must list five answers that relate to my question. You must wait after every answer to, to discover if you are right or wrong and you only have 30 seconds. Well, see, I would have done that much better than what you just did there. So I don't care. So I'll wait. edit it and it will look good. <laughs> so... Lots of characters on EastEnders have beloved catchphrases in the show. Right. And I want you to name at least five EastEnders catchphrases used by characters. Cur- a catchphrase is a phrase or an expression <laughs> recognised by its repeated recurrence in a show said by the characters. Okay, and that's, this can be a character that's Any alive, character. Or dead, alive or dead? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Well, <laughs> you'll be kicking yourself. In a minute, if you don't think of some, because it's one of those games. Okay. So are you ready? 30 seconds, yeah? Yep. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Right, there's Ricky, which is Bianca Jackson. Yeah, that's correct. Um, there's Get Out of My Pub, which is Peggy Mitchell. Yep. Peggy. Uh, Peggy. Um, oh, recur- there's, I don't like your earrings, which was Roy, but that wasn't recurring. He only said it once, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, goodness me. Now I can't think. I've gone a blank. See, I, this is what happens to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, 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 um. You'll be kicking yourself. Oh, goodness. Um, oh, two, one. Oh, oh dear. that's so annoying. Hang on. Let me just... Now I'm not under pressure. Let me just see if I can... <laughs> now you know why more. I um, stop on these games. I must say, you, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I really can't think of any more. There's... I'm, I'm trying to think of an old one. Like... Uh, well, I've got well, one. Well, Ethel. Ethel goes... Ooh. Oh, I say. Oh, yeah, that's Dot goes, oh, yeah, I say. Yeah, so Dot, oh, I say, is <sighs> one. This one where you'll kick yourself. Hello, princess. Oh. Den. I was thinking of one for Den or Angie. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> she says, all right, darling. Yeah, yeah. We've got Pete Bill, who says, all right, Tweakle. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these impressions are uncanny. I'm we enjoying. have Gene Slater, sausage surprise. Oh, for goodness sake. Of course. <laughs> and um, you said Peggy Mitchell get out of my pub and you said Ricky. Um we got Nick Cotton, Hello Ma. Hello Ma, of course. So and I've also got one which isn't really one. So it's like at the end, which I said cat slash Zoe, you ain't my mother, yes I am. Well, that's in the it's same... not yeah, that's it's not a catchphrase, but I just it's thought very that, well known. I put that on the end just as a little but I think I got as many as I could think of. It's it's there's not an official list of catchphrases, you see. Okay. I'm so sure. if anyone knows any more that we've missed... Oh, yeah, do tweet us. In. Tweet us. Send it to at EastendersWeek or um, email us at EastendersWeekly at gmail.com. Um, because I'd be interested to know if there's any you've missed out there. Two. You've got two. I know. I'm really disappointed. Myself. What's Frank's... Frank's... With the one when he's got the spinning bow tie and he goes... Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> That's just a laugh that... for them, isn't it? Is <laughs> that that a... be a catchphrase? So... I'm sure Frank's got a catchphrase, though. Mm. Stacy goes, oi, <laughs> a lot. Well, no, Stacy also goes, Rrr. no, she goes, she makes that grunting noise. She goes, ah, that's it. She always goes, ah, <laughs> that's Stacy's. Well, there you go. And um, Ben's five a day, you only got two fruits <laughs> out of five. <laughs> oh, you tricky trickster. Fooling me like that. Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> No, I didn't. Right, we're we're going to move on then, shall we? See, talk about Keegan and Carmel. Mm. One of the more positive points this week, although I don't think there is really enough 
storyline wise oh i see sorry i thought you meant like not a positive storyline but like the better storyline but it was like not much of it no and again it is is going on the whole tropes of like spookiness and like ghosts going around Mm. and watching someone behind a wall and so on and so forth so yeah yeah because the poster's been graffiti like we presumed last week yes vandalized and Carmel's had enough really <laughs> let's just be honest she's had enough by this point yeah she wants to move to dubai yeah to be with her sons who yeah. wouldn't know to be fair dubai mm. is a nice warm country yeah although she can't drink we know how Ooh, she likes to drink i never so. thought about that yeah Carmel. goodness that difficult she has to go to all the hotels wouldn't she <laughs> so yeah and um keegan is trying to work out like trying to find who did this because people have been making fun of shaquille's death so he sort of put it out on social media and like threatening the person saying, meet me in person. I'll meet you outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy... <laughs> Bad baby. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was her? She made a cameo. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's trying to find the person. The person like texts him and taunts him and stuff. He sends a video, doesn't he, of him stood outside the door as Karen yeah. walks in. Karen just looks at him yeah. and just carries on. <laughs> but yes, I, I did enjoy that the guy had his face covered over and mm. he looked a bit like a... Video game character, I thought. He looked like Stephen Bill. I thought Stephen Bill was back from the dead. Yeah, well, no, that's true. We both said that, didn't mm. we? We were both excited and shocked at the same time. Yeah, so um, Keegan spends Halloween because Kush has given all the kids Hall- the same Halloween costume because he can't sell them. <laughs> and Keegan spends like most of the week trying to work out. He's like in the playground and someone comes to see it and is meeting a girl. So it's like, oh, that's not him. And mm. someone else comes and he keeps presume or nearly going up to someone with a knife. Well, but it's not actually them. Yeah, there's a lot of leading things. So, like on a two, on two or three occasions, basically, he'd be stood behind the wall and he'd someone, someone say, "Oh yeah, you're gonna get it," and then he'd do, they'd hang <laughs> and up. And Sharon and Keanu. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically talking about something completely off key. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, so he's on edge this whole time, and he's so he's, he's going to be. You know that when this meet eventually happens, a mistake is going to happen because mm. Keegan is so you know, on his nerves. And yeah, just wound up. Yeah, and wound up. And carrying a kitchen knife, which is never good. Not good at all. Um, Bernie wanted to swap bags with him and he was like, no, because he hit the uh, knife in that yeah. bag. And uh, Denise and Kamau are in the Vic having a quiet night, just chatting about their future. And Yes. I mean, I thought this was going to be not Carmel's final scene, but this was a nice kind of summing up an ending for Carmel because mm. they were kind of just sat down and they were talking about Shaquille um, and just reminiscing about him. And she said she was a bit worried about Keegan, but she, um, but Denise reassures her, you know, everything's going to be okay. Mm. And then Denise says, it's never the place, it's the people you miss. And mm. so I thought, yeah, this is a nice way of things ending. It, prob- it might be their last scene together because Carmel leaves next week. So she might have a- another scene with Denise and Kush maybe. Yeah, but I thought it was just a nice because Carmel, the character, had had such a hard few months. Mm. It was just a nice ending for her, for her then to leave. I would have liked, in a funny way, I would have liked him to said like, oh, Kush walking into the pub and say like, oh mum, taxi's here, should we go off to you know, should Mm. go now? And just ended it like that. And so I felt a bit like how it, how it, the week's ended. It's kind of ruined, tarnished Carmel's ending a little bit. Yeah. um, Keegan eventually meets the guy in the playground, the PG. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he like whistles. Oh yeah, he gets his gang. And all the like loads of people, like eight boys come out. It was like West Side Story. If you've <laughs> ever seen the musical West Side Story, there were one they were they were a music track away from actually recreating the scene between the Jets and the mm. Sharks. It wasn't very gritty, was it? It was a bit rushed. Like they could have cut mm. two monologues from Haley and added a few more scenes to build this up a bit. 
Yeah, shown more, the, maybe. instead of just showing the fight in one go. But then maybe that was deliberate to show how quickly an accident mm. and a mistake can be yeah. can occur. So yeah, something happened. I mean, and we're led to assume that Keegan's knife went into the, the main boy guy. Yeah, um, but by accident. Well, we don't know if it was by accident. Keegan, such a... Keegan said he he was like pushed around, and yeah. I think it went in, but. And then Keegan dropped his knife and ran off. Mm. But when he dropped it, it didn't look like there was any blood on it. But then Carmel is like watching in the shadow. <laughs> Carmel said that she saw it all happening. But all I remember is that she turned up later and yeah, saw and the knife in the pl- and in the, the PG. boy on the floor, and she went and like cried near him. Was, well, no, you never saw the guy. You never saw the guy on the floor. You did. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. And she sort of knelt down beside him, and then she turns up at Keegan's house where he's got like a bloody. Top on Where he's stuff. put all of his clothes in a bin bag and he's just mm. about to leave. Yeah, because he's been he's been basically cleaning his hands on his white T-shirt yeah. and his jacket. And uh, she opens up the bag and she notices that he was wearing Shaquille's trainers that she mm. bought for Shaquille. Them, and yeah. there's blood on the trainers. And, um, you know, that's basically that's taken Carmel back about six months back to, mm. the, to the night of the knife or- crime originally. But it's, all, it's all very strange how she's come over to his house. Like... And she said, all oh, this boy's dead. But, like, she's just left him. Has she phoned an ambulance? And then she says, oh, there's CCTV, so they know it's you and you need to fess up to what you've done. And she's, like, brought the knife to, like, show him. And it's mm. like... So surely the police would then come to her mm, and ask, don't... why did you move I'm sh- I'm guessing, what I'm, I'm guessing is that she is lying and she's pretending to Keegan that he's done this to make him, like, see what he could have done. It's a hell of a horrible lie. That's what lie. I thought. It's a bit like... Again, it tarnishes Carmel. I don't like it, yeah. It's a bit of a... Especially to, like, go along with it as well. Like, Mm. at the end of the episode, she didn't come out with what she... So has Keegan murdered someone? But then that messes up Keegan's character for the future. It's really messed up, messed Keegan. Because... He couldn't, he couldn't have. Unless it turns out that the knife she's picked up with blood on is, like, one of their knives and it doesn't match Keegan's knife. And it turns out that someone someone else, like, it was his own knife and he got hit into himself maybe yeah they could have had the same knife mm. it's a huge coincidence but, but at the same time happened. that means Carmel's like tampered with evidence <laughs> yes no yeah well exactly Carmel should never have picked yeah. up that knife. so I, I thought it was a bit odd um mm. the fact that she's done this and like come to talk to him i mean she's talked to him because she wants him to be responsible for what he's done mm. because that was the one thing that bruno but why bring gang... the knife with her like to show him well, if it wasn't real to realize it to make it more real for Keegan because she's going to be end up in prison in a minute. Well, it's only moving a knife. She what a murder weapon. <laughs> well, no, yes, true, true. But she's off to deny though. She's off to. <laughs> I don't know. It's um. I but no, it is a bit strange. It doesn't sit very well. It no, exactly. You're no, you're right. It doesn't sit very well. I mean, because it it basically ruins Keegan as a character. Mm. That makes him a, a murderer. Makes him a murderer, even if he didn't. But to say he didn't purposely do it is wrong because he did, really. He went out his way to do it. Mm, and he brought a knife with him. Mm. Um, and it's kind of undoes all the things they've been trying to educate people with. See, this is where I get a bit sticky. Um, they've been doing this whole thing as an educational thing to bring to realisation, to bring to the forefront that knife crime is becoming a real big problem in the UK. And um, despite your views of whether they portrayed it well or not, it's been done and it's been put in the, you know, the public consciousness. Mm. And now to 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 do what they're doing now, especially if they're going to then say like, oh, no, actually, Keegan, it wasn't you. And we're just trying to teach you a lesson. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like that's not the best way to teach. No, that's not. Um, a lesson. They should, if they wanted to do this, they should have just carried 
had her carry on doing her like talks and stuff which is but exactly they and seem to have undone that yeah. as well they've done done it, yeah exactly they've done it so that she basically has lost faith in the system and mm. that's that's not going to portray very much to people especially young kids who are watching it and thinking well obviously there is no reason to care you know it's just mm. what it is because that's another thing they keep hammering home it's like oh this is the world now everyone carries knives you have to carry a knife or if you don't carry, then someone who is carrying will get you, which mm. is always, it's, it's the thing that a lot of people say about guns. It's like, well, if they've got a gun, then you need a gun. It's like, well, that's ridiculous. That's just stupid. You mm. need to sh- explain to people, why why can't you have conversations? Why can't you just talk to one another? Why yeah. can't the world just be this happy rainbow place? It's, um, yeah, it's tricky. Either way, if it he did stub his boy and he's murdered him, it kind of ruins it. And if it's the other way and Carmel has pretended this has happened and she's telling keegan he's murdered a boy it still hasn't been handled well either way you look at it so but we will see what next week brings obviously it's Carmel's last week next week yeah. i think well i hope she has a happier so, ending like i say i thought they, they ended she has it a as... black cab ending oh good julius theme don't know oh we'll see find out there should be a julius theme yeah i feel I think for, for and it's being left open for her to return for all the good. stellar acting that she's done this mm. year. I think she's she going to be really it. missed, and I think it's a shame mm. she's leaving. But we'll talk about that next week. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I say what well, we will talk about this week though uh, for the last couple of minutes before we end the show, and that is our poll of the week, which we post on Twitter every Monday when EastEnders is broadcast in the UK. And this week we basically had four pictures of four running with the theme, running Halloween. with the Halloween theme that uh, four characters in their Halloween get-up, and we asked you who wore it best, essentially. Who wore their Halloween gear the best? Um, and if anyone had any other opinions, to let us know. Mm. Again, thanks so much for voting. We always appreciate it. The uh, If you want to go to our Twitter, you can see the pictures, but the descriptions we had was Franken-Mix Monster, Cat the Bride of, Monster, of, of the Monster, Couch Shirlier, and Van Patrick. Oh. <laughs> Reading them back now, I feel a bit ashamed of myself. No, it's good. Uh, who do you think was the best? Who do you think everyone liked the very best? Okay, with Bride of Cat, Monster. No, sadly not. You oh. always get second. second <laughs> best. You're always second best, Ben. The winner was Count Shirlier, oh, uh, yeah. who played Gran- Grandpa Halloween. Monster, actually, if we were going to be correct. She was <laughs> Grandpa Monster um, at 56%. Cat the Bride of Monster was 32%. Van Patrick was 11%. And no one voted for Frank and Mick. Oh, no that one. shocks me. Not one. Mick Carter. I know. Few tweets though. Mm-hmm. At Diane Robertson says Cat been good this week, and also we saw less boobage with this outfit. I know Halloween, and she puts them away. I know the one time she puts Martin them away. would be proud. <laughs> he certainly would. He would. He really would. <laughs> At Noel Derek Hillier says Shirley by a mile. Winky face. I think Noel might have a bit of a crush on Shirley. Lovely Shirley. We all love Shirley. She looks younger every day. <laughs> But anyway, thanks again for voting. We always appreciate when you join in with our little poll of the week. A new one will be up again, as I say, on Monday's episode of EastEnders. Follow us on Twitter, at EastEnders Week. Um, if you like pictures, then why don't you look at our Instagram page, at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. <laughs> so visual in an <laughs> <the> audio world. <laughs> the way it's going to be. It's the mm. 80s. It's, it's kicking and screaming in the visual world. We're on Facebook, Facebook groups and pages if you just search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. And you can email us, eastendersweekly at gmail.com. As always, we love getting your messages and your comments. And we've been getting loads recently and mm. we really appreciate it. And we always try to reply to all of them. Uh, and we love it when you say hello to us. So that's another week all wrapped up. It is. Ooh. Ooh. Someone's at the door. I'll go down and find out who it is. Hang on. Pokemon didn't want it! I wish I was dead! Oh, God, it's, uh...